This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! What is Aperture Priority and when should you use it for your photography? In today's episode, we'll be talking about this subject. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast, and I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 191 for October 7th, 2021. Now, if you don't know already, Aperture Priority is a shooting mode that exists on pretty much all cameras. If you look at the mode dial at the top of your camera, on the Canon cameras, aperture priority is the mode that's indicated by the designation AV. And on Nikon and Sony's, it's the A mode. This mode is the go-to mode for a lot of photographers, and they use it most all of the time, unless... Time is an important part of making the image. Two, they're using studio flash. Or three, they are shooting in a situation where full control over their camera settings is necessary. Let's start off with what is aperture priority? Aperture priority is a semi-automatic mode on the camera where you as the photographer choose what aperture you want to use because you want to achieve a certain look when it comes to your images. You want that look to be consistent from shot to shot regardless of what the lighting conditions are. What this means is in aperture priority mode, once you choose the aperture or f-stop that the lens will use, The camera's CPU decides the other factors for your shot and changes them automatically based on the lighting condition. Let's think of this as a seesaw, like you had on the playground at elementary school when you were a kid. Once you set the aperture or f-stop of your lens, then the camera will change the shutter speed and ISO until your image is, quote, level again. I know the next thing you are probably asking is, but what what aperture should I use? Well, this depends on how you want your images to look. So for setting the aperture, depending on whether you are shooting a landscape or a portrait or macro work, you will want to set the aperture accordingly. Let's say you're doing a portrait. Well, for portraits or even macro work, we generally want the focus to be only on the person or couple or object that is the primary point of interest in the image. In this case, we would use an aperture of, say, f4 or maybe f2.8 if your lens goes that wide possibly even f1.8, 1.4, or 1.2. Keep in mind, if it's a couple you want, both their faces need to be sharp in focus, so you probably want f4 or maybe even f5.6. 
where if it's a single person or object, then f2.8 or maybe even a little bit wider will be fine. Remember, the aperture of the lens means how wide the opening is and how much light it allows to hit the sensor to make the image. So an aperture of f2.8 is going to be fairly a fairly wide opening in the lens, where an aperture of f8 or f16 is going to be a really small opening. And as I've mentioned in past episodes, think of your aperture on your lens working in the same fashion as the pupil in your eye. So as you already know, on a day when it's extremely bright and sunny out, your pupils are going to shrink down very small because they don't need to be open as wide to let light in because the light is already extremely bright and overpowering. Where if you go from that bright outdoor setting back to the indoors, back into your home, your pupils are going to widen up more. They're going to get larger to allow more light inside the house to reach your eye and your brain. So keep that in mind. Now, when you use a really wide opening, you get what is called a shallow depth of field or a small area where the focus is sharp and everything else in the foreground or background is going to be blurry. On the inverse, if you use a small opening, then everything in the image is going to be in focus, such as the case when you want to shoot landscapes or architecture. So if you're using a wide aperture and letting more light onto the sensor, then you need a faster shutter speed to compensate and not blow out the image or have an image that becomes all white because of too much light. Where if you're using a narrower aperture, you need a show, blah, slower shutter speed, I apologize, to allow more time to make the exposure. When using aperture priority as a photographer, you don't need to strain your brain figuring out the ISO and the shutter speed. Because as I mentioned earlier, your camera CPU will work those settings out for you and you will get a perfect exposure if your lens is capable of going wide enough to allow it. Now, if you don't have a lens with a really wide aperture, like an f2.8, let's say the widest lens you own is an f5.6, then the ISO is gonna go higher, the shutter speed is gonna go slower, and that could possibly introduce what's called noise into your final image. Now, noise is something that you don't want. And if you remember from the previous episodes where I talked about noise, noise is the digital snow or specks that show up in your images when you have your ISO set too high to compensate for the lack of a wide aperture. Now, let's talk about depth of field. What exactly is depth of field? To go into a little more detail on depth of field, think of it this way. When you focus your lens to capture an image, you are actually setting your lens to focus on everything a specific distance from your camera. Objects in that zone will be sharp and objects closer or further away will not be in sharp focus. So when you set an aperture of say f2.8 or f1.4, 
you have what is called a shallow or narrow depth of field. In the image below in the show notes, you will see what I mean. In my sample image of the hummingbird feeder, the feeder is in sharp focus, but the car, the buildings, and the trees behind it are out of focus. Next, we'll look at another example where we use a wide depth of field of say F8 or even as much as F16 or F22. When you use a narrow aperture, then everything in the scene will appear in focus, as in the example photo in the show notes that I captured of the Georgia Guidestones. When I captured this image, I was using an aperture of F8. You can see that not only are the Guidestones in the focus range, but so is the sky, the clouds, the fence in the background, as well as the foreground. This is what's known as a wide depth of field. Depth of field is something you can play with quite easily and experiment yourself at home. Using your kitchen table, line some small objects such as chess pieces or those little plastic green army men, the little figurines that you can pick up at a dollar store. Run them the length of the table spaced at about one inch apart. Now stand at one end of the table with your camera and set your aperture to, let's say, f2.8. And look, focus on the figure near the center of the line and snap the image. Next, look at the image on your rear LCD or download it to your computer and look at it in Lightroom or whatever your favorite photo editor is. You will see how only the center figure is in sharp focus. This is your shallow depth of field. Now, go back and take the same shot again, but this time, set your aperture to say F22 and see what you get. This time, all of the figures will be in sharp focus, and this is known as a wide depth of field. Remember, when you are using a wide depth of field and a small aperture, you will see your ISO and shutter speed change drastically. Now, compare both images at the same time. Can you see the difference between the two? And I'm going to pause right here for a brief moment, and I will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So continuing in this episode about aperture priority and when you should use it. I want to give you a separate note on sharpness. 
I don't want you to fall into the trap of thinking that a smaller aperture will give you sharp focus, as that is not true. The wide depth of field will leave everything in focus, but the sharpest focus on most any lens is going to be in the middle of its aperture range. So in most cases, it's going to be around f5.6 to f8. That's what's known as the focus sweet spot. That is the point on most lenses where your focus is going to be tack sharp. Now, why is this, you might ask? Well, lenses are made to be sharpest at around f8, and it can vary from manufacturer to manufacturer. But if they concentrate on making the lens sharpest at the wider aperture, the lenses would be even bigger and heavier than they already are, and it would also make them more expensive. The other problem is if you made the wider apertures the sharpest, then you're going to have dramatically more fall-off in sharpness as you progress down the aperture range. So generally, as a rule of thumb, it's better to make the sharpest focus point or the sharpest focus range right in the middle. So that's why generally for most all manufacturers, it's between f5.6 and f8. There are quite a few lenses out there where it's going to be pretty much a hard and fast rule that F8 is going to be your sweet spot, but not always. Like I said, it depends. It varies from manufacturer to manufacturer and from lens to lens. Now, the lens sharpness, as I mentioned, will degrade as you move to the extremes of, say, F2 or F22. And this is where professional-grade lenses come into play, such as Canon's L-Glass, or Sony's GM glass. These lenses have less degradation at the extreme ends and hence cost more money and are larger and heavier. So now I'm sure the next thing you're asking yourself is, when should I use aperture priority? As I mentioned at the top of this episode, episode or aperture priority can be your go-to mode for most all of your photography, especially if you're not comfortable with using the full manual mode on your shooting dial. This mode is extremely flexible and can handle the majority of shooting situations and gives you the most control over your final image than the fully automatic mode does. Now remember, as I've mentioned before, the fully automatic mode, I don't recommend anybody uses that except for when you're very the very beginning when you're first starting to play around with your camera. And you'll learn why very quickly, because the fully automatic mode, the camera frequently makes bad decisions about what to set your settings to. And you end up with images that are either blown out or severely underexposed because your camera CPU just can't take all the variables into account accurately. Not like you or I can. And... So you don't want to go with the automatic mode. You want to stick with either fully manual, or if you're not comfortable with that yet, then use one of the semi-automatic modes. You can use aperture priority modes in pretty much every situation, except one, you want to introduce motion blur. Two, 
you need to freeze any action that is happening within the frame. Three, you're working with studio flash, such as mono lights or speed lights. Or four, you need to have full control over your camera's settings. Other than those four situations, you can pretty much use aperture priority all the time. And you're going to get really great images. And like I said, the big thing with aperture priority is once you pick the aperture you want, once you set that aperture to get the aesthetic you want, the nice thing about using aperture priority is every subsequent image you shoot is going to have the same overall look and feel. You're going to have the same depth of field. The only thing that's going to vary is your ISO and your shutter speed, depending on how much light the situation has. So the nice thing about aperture priority, especially if you have a, a lens with a very wide aperture of f2.8, is let's say you set your lens aperture to 2.8 or f4, then you're going to have that consistent look and feel to all the images that you shoot that day or at that time. And the camera will adjust the other two factors to compensate for shifts and changes in the ambient lighting. So that can make things very easy for you. So wrapping it all up, aperture priority mode can be the single mode that you shoot with pretty much all of the time. It allows you to dial in your depth of field by manually setting the aperture you want to use and the camera does the rest of the work for you. The f-stops are easier to use than you might think of them in term, if you think of them in, depth, in terms of depth of field. The larger the opening and the smaller the f-stop number, the least amount of items in the scene will be in focus and more out of focus. Then on the inverse, when you go to a wider depth of field or a smaller opening in your lens, hence a larger F number, the more objects in the frame will be within that focus zone. To an extent, don't let those F numbers confuse you. Follow this simpler model and you'll have an easier time, especially if you're new to photography. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, so that's going to wrap up episode 191 on aperture priority and when you should use it. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I also wanted to ask you to stop by on YouTube and visit the Liam Photography YouTube channel. 
Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, share them out, comment on them, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. Also, don't forget to check out the contest. You do still have a few more days. The contest, the current one, ends uh, next Friday, October 15th. So you've got a little bit of time yet to still get your four entries and at a chance to win that Lewinner wireless mic lavalier microphone system. All right, this is going to wrap up this episode. I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors. And the following, a week from today, next Thursday, the 14th, we will be talking about shutter priority mode. <laughs>